This is The Causes of Things, and I'm your host, Michael O'Fallon. There's been a climate change that you didn't see coming. The climate has changed against us, and nearly everything that we historically as a society hold dear. Within the new paradox of tolerance, everything that you believed, valued, fought for, and lived for is now rendered as obsolete, intolerant, and old. The truth is, unless you fit within the new intersectional framework of pseudo-oppression, your presence, if you value the society that has brought us this far, is no longer required. You represent the old, and what progressives need for their civilization-wide revolution is the new. You see, the best way to deconstruct the old foundations of a society, the foundations that others fought for, to preserve and taught generations to honor and respect, is to teach its young people not to respect them and disregard them as old and obsolete, just as Mao did by using the youth of China, the Red Guard, to smash the history, culture, and family structure of the Far East. The Cultural Revolution of Mao Zedong's Marxist China was one of the most terrifying periods in modern Chinese history. The revolution turned upon itself in a fury of denunciation and violence. The goal was to root out those who opposed the revolution. The result was a rampage of destruction. Everything old was to be done away with to make way for the new. Those associated with the old culture were to be punished or executed. This revolution was to be enforced by the young, as young as high school age, but primarily those between the ages of 16 to 25, who were currently being indoctrinated in the university system. So the terrible violence that occurred during the Cultural Revolution was largely mediated through the young Red Guard. And as I had said before, these were mainly high school and university students. So the question might be, why did these young and intelligent people turn to such cruelty? The truth is, young people can be very passionate about ideas, yet they lack experience. They have not learned that emotions can be mistaken for truths or for wrongs. They have not seen how, in many intentions, there can be both the human element in the working out of those intentions of both good and evil. They have not understood that the right path is often not the first path. Young people rebel against authority. Rebellion is one of the ways to independence. Power comes to those who resist the power of others, and the young had long been subservient to parents and to teachers, and so, so the excesses of the Cultural Revolution may have been equivalent to exaggerated role reversals. And so you would see the young Red Guards punishing their older victims with beatings and with dunce caps as though they were naughty children. As Dr. Jordan Peterson has wisely pointed out, young people need a cause. They have to join together with their fellows to fight for what is right. And this struggle can manifest itself against fascism for the volunteers who went to Spain in the 1930s, against the four-olds in the Red Guards in China in the 1960s, or against the invention of the boogeyman patriarchal hierarchy of the West, there is often little telling if the fight is right or wrong. It is just that they must fight, and they must destroy what was old. 
So one of the early objectives of the Cultural Revolution in China, which began in 1966 and went on through the 1970s, was to wipe out the four olds. Number one, old things. Number two, old ideas. Number three, old customs. And number four, old habits. The four olds had already suffered setbacks in the years of communist rule preceding the Cultural Revolution, but the Maoist leadership tried to use the new revolutionary upsurge launched in 1966 to eliminate them completely, to purge society of the four olds. In the turbulent years from 1966 to 1968, what remained of old religious practices— old superstitions, old festivals, old social practices such as traditional weddings and funerals, and old ways of dress were violently attacked and suppressed. Visual evidences of old things were destroyed, and there was an orgy of burning of old books and smashing of old art objects. Artists, intellectuals, and administrators were brought before the Red Guard tribunals to confess their counter-revolutionary activities. Many were harassed and publicly humiliated. Many were tortured. And many were executed. By 1968, the country was in shambles. Life was cheap. Fear was everywhere. Torture and death were rampant. The economy was at a complete standstill. People were more engaged in tearing down than building up. And the universities were no longer teaching. They were indoctrinating young men and young women to crush the old and speak only of the new. Different factions of the Red Guards were now fighting with each other to see who could be the most radical of revolutionaries. That was China of the 1960s and 70s. Let's fast forward to 2019 in the United States. Now, here in the U.S., a whole new generation has been successfully taught to not value the old ideas of free speech or the logocentric bedrock, which is the very cornerstone of our civilization, but instead to hold it in contempt and to fear it, to run from it, to seek refuge from its ideas in epistemological safe spaces, and to believe that hurting someone's feelings is a form of assault that is somehow on par with committing a felony. A well-executed tyranny of feelings has been carefully nurtured to breed this new generation of victims, this generation who can't wait to sign the next petition to shut somebody up or shut somebody down, never thinking for a moment that what they are so forcefully advocating could rip the very liberties that allow them to voice their new revolution. Meanwhile, you have a generation of boomers and Generation Xers who could never imagine for one moment that everything has changed, will be changing, and will eventually rule them with a tyrannical iron fist. You see, we were too educated for this. We were the children of the 1960s generation who would protect all of us from conflict, seek peace, and would value tolerance and liberty. You see, that's how all the movies of the 1980s went. 
how wrong we have been. It's almost as if we've been programmed in some way to think over the years of actual law and order that if you've got the truth on your side, you would prevail. Sadly, your truth is old. And it is inadmissible if you think that you've got the law on your side because the new law protects feelings now, but not your feelings. You see, your feelings are now being classified as hate. Old hate. Well, what about your rights of free expression of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights? We know that those are old. We all know that in the real world, human rights don't apply to what the progressives have decided are the wrong old opinions. The wrong, the old. Opinions are now hate. And you need to understand that when breeding the perfect captive society of self-policing censors, you can't afford to let somebody just come along and undermine it with a rational argument. So in today's progressive new society, feelings outrank rational argument. And I would imagine that you probably noticed that when you were banned from social media, when one of your old rational biblical arguments hurt somebody's feelings, that this is true. You see, new progressive moral righteousness can make up these rules as it goes along, because it has itself on its side. So those that represent the old really can't win. The new moralists won't even listen to your old arguments as they beat you down with their phony new self-created words, because it's not about old arguments or ideas anymore. That old debate of objective truth is illegitimate. It's about you understanding that you're a racist fascist causing division and spreading hate. And it's about time that old, dangerous fascist throwbacks like yourself should be aggressively purged from our society like the counter-revolutionary that you are. You need to understand that the world you've lived in all your life is being deconstructed and demolished, regardless of your opinions or the opinions of the vast majority of hardworking citizens around you. It's because while you weren't paying attention, your old morals and values were quietly reclassified as ugly prejudices. And now you and the old are the problem. So welcome to the new bed we have made, because we have not been willing to fight for the old sanity and the old truth. You see, we valued being thought of as nice by our peers more than we valued the old foundations that have held our civilization together. Even Christians have not wanted to be labeled that guy. You know, the guy that stands up for the old and ancient truths and says, that's a bad idea, in the boardroom. The guy who stands up against those that would push the church off of a new progressive collective postmodern neo-Marxist cliff because we didn't want to be labeled as the troublemaker. Because maybe you wouldn't get that promotion to a committee if you stood against this new progressive storm. Maybe you wouldn't make tenure if you stood for old truths against, oh, so much new error. And all of a sudden, there are an abundance of new crises that demand our attention that, in the end, will demand that the old ways, the old truths, the old arguments of old men must and shall be dispensed of. To the progressives, 
there must be new arguments, new paths, and new ways of creating new truth. And for now, we all fight in our own myopic tribes, in politics, in the legislatures, and in the church, without ever lifting our heads long enough to realize that all of this, the destruction of our historical past, the destruction of our language, the ignoring of biology and plain science, and the deconstruction of our faith, is all happening at the exact same time. We made this bed. You made this bed. Welcome to the brave new world that we have allowed to develop around us. We did nothing to stop its development or its growth. But it's not too late. Together, we can do something to forge a new path based on the old ideas of objectivity, truth that corresponds to reality, and that only with free speech and liberty can you have true tolerance. We can recover the promises of freedom that so many in the past died to preserve. It starts with knowing. Knowing the ideas that have shaped our civilizational identity and knowing the toxic ideas that are deconstructing our society. It starts today on the causes of things as we begin a journey into what is really going on, both behind the curtain and also on the dramatic stage of fallacies that the agents of change have created. Join us and be a part of righting the wrongs and taking part in what the world considers to be an impossible and old conversation. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been The Causes of Things.